are listening to Family Petals, the podcast for people questioning the status quo and getting around a little bit differently. I'm your host, Sarah Copper. Today, Aaron Powell joins me on the show. He is the owner of Bunch Bikes, formerly known as Urban Tribe Cargo Bicycles. We first chatted in late February, but I held off on releasing the episode until now so he could share the new company name and the reasons behind rebranding. I love that Aaron saw a need for a different type of bike in the American market and went out and created a company to fill that need. You'll hear how he started biking for transportation, the inspiration behind the company, and where he sees bunch bikes fitting into the cargo biking landscape. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sarah. Great to be here. I was really excited when you reached out to me because what you are doing with your company is a little bit different than some other cargo bike companies out in the world right now. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about how you started it and what you're doing and your own personal biking story. Let's start by just having you give a general introduction to who you are, who's in your family, and where you live. Sure. Uh, My name is Aaron Powell. I'm the owner of Urban Tribe Cargo Bicycles. And our family is Rachel, my wife. We have two children, Catherine, who's three, and Nathan, who is just about 11 months. And we live in Denton, Texas, which is a smallish city, about an hour north of Dallas. So what is your history with biking for transportation? Is it something you've done for a lot of your adult life or something you did as a kid and then came back to? Yeah, so it's not something I did my entire adult life. I started biking about six years ago after reading a financial blogger who goes by Mr. Money Mustache. Yes. He uh, advocates living frugally and cutting expenses and really advocates for ditching one of your cars and replacing with a bike. I was kind of skeptical of that at first, but I decided, hey, why not? Let's just go all in on this. And we actually sold one of the family vehicles and I started biking to work instead. At the time, I was a school teacher. And so that's kind of how I got started. I only lived about a mile from school. And so it wasn't that big of a commitment. It's like, I can bike a mile, you know? So it was an easy way to get started with it. Now it seems that it's become much more of a family thing. When did that transition happen into not just being your commute, but being more inclusive of everyone in your family? Yeah. So for a while, I was a weird bike guy in the family. My wife was not on board with it, really. She would drive the car half a mile to go do something. So it was something I did by myself for for several years. But by the time we had our kids, you know, I already had this ingrained in my mind that, hey, I'm a biker. And when I have kids, we're going to be biking with kids and it's going to be awesome. And so it was just kind of a natural transition. When Catherine was born, as soon as I could get her in that helmet and get her on that bike seat on the back of my road bike, I did. And that's how we kind of got started with it. Mm -hmm. And now what got my wife into it was, well, we'll talk more about how we got started with cargo bikes. But when we got the cargo bikes, that's what really got her excited to be to be a biker as well. Well, tell us a little bit about the evolution of how you got around with your kids. You said at first you just did the bike seat in the back on a road bike. And then what did that look like as you moved from one to two kids and as your daughter got older? Yeah, sure. So actually, the first thing I tried was a trailer. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, it didn't really appeal to me. Something about having to hook up and unhook the, uh, the trailer when I needed to use it or when I didn't need to use it. The way that it jerked my bike around a little bit when I was riding. I don't know, it just didn't appeal to me. And so I was at my bike shop and they had one of the child seats deeply discounted, like 15 bucks or something. And so I was like, oh. okay, I'm just going to give this a shot instead. Uh, I give that a try and we put it on the back of the bike. And I liked it because the bike is now one unit. There wasn't that 
factor of having to pull something behind you that was in a way disconnected from the bike. And it was just easier for me just to put her in there and then go. Right. And it's so much easier on parking, too, once you arrive at your destination, that it can be so awkward to deal with the trailer and bike at racks. Right, exactly. But yeah, that was how I did Catherine. And then I had the idea in my head that, okay, when we have our second child, I'm going to add one of the front seats that go on the handlebars. I'm going to add one of those on the bike. And I'm going to look ridiculous, but it's going to be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. riding my road bike around like this. And that was before I even knew cargo bikes were a thing. I was just trying to max out what I could do on a road bike. But then we discovered cargo bikes. It was just logistically so much easier because you can put two kids in there and a ton of stuff, toys, snacks, go to the grocery store. You don't really have to think about it so much. When I had my kids on my road bike, it would sometimes take some planning. It's like, okay, I know I'm going to go get $150 worth of groceries. I got to think, how much can I get? How many gallons of milk can I get? And still feasibly carry this on my bike. For a while, I had a a basket on the front, like a wire basket that could hold some stuff. And then we could hang stuff on the back of the child seat. (laughs) But there were still like those mental gymnastics I would sometimes have to do, especially if there was more than one stop. But with a cargo bike, you don't really have to think about it. It'll all fit in there. Right. It feels much more like a car replacement. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what cargo bike did you have then and how that led into the creation of your company? I assume there was some link between those two. The story is one and the same. I did not ride anyone else's cargo bike. Mm, Okay. What happened is we took a family trip to Europe. We went to Malmö, Sweden, which is across the bay from Copenhagen. And I had always known that it was bike friendly over there, but I didn't really understand what that meant until we got over there. And then I saw it was like this bike utopia. You know, we get off the train station after leaving the airport and there's just bikes everywhere parked on the streets, parked outside the stores, the playgrounds. There's more bikes riding around than cars. I was like, I just died and went to heaven. This place is amazing. But while we were there, we committed, okay, we're not going to rent a car. We're going to bike like the locals do. We're really going to immerse ourselves in this culture. Mm -hmm. Our Airbnb actually included two bikes, one with a child seat. And so it was very easy to get started with that. But going to the playgrounds and going to the parks and the beach, we would see these cargo bikes, you know, like Dutch style cargo bikes with the wooden box. We'd see these parked all over the place. And every time I would turn my head and say, what the heck is that? That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I had never heard of one before, never seen one, didn't know they existed. And they're everywhere here. And I thought, I have got to get me one of these when we get home. This is so cool. And so after our trip, we go back home and... I start doing my research trying to find, okay, how do I get one of these? Where do I get one? And I began to get a little discouraged because there weren't a ton of options. I found a couple of small shops that were maybe, you know, making them out of their garage. And then I, of course, came across the European brands. Even then, you're looking at 3000 to $5,000 to get one of these over here. And I thought there has got to be a better way. There's got to be a more affordable way to get these cargo bikes in this country. There has to be a way for an American company to get started doing these cargo bikes. And so I kind of saw it as an opportunity for me to give it a shot. I was passionate about biking with kids and biking with family, and I want more people to be doing so. Why not combine those things into a company and try to get this going? And so the first cargo bike I actually rode was our first prototype for the business. And that's kind of how we got started. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit more about that, because I think that You are spot on that getting into cargo biking, it's such a huge financial investment that excludes a lot of families and makes it hard for them to do what really is one of the easier options when it comes to biking as a family. So how are you able to offer these bikes at a lower cost than their European counterparts? 
part of it is just simple economics. The European bikes are made in Europe by Europeans. And so right off the bat, you have much higher labor costs that go into the construction of these bikes. And then there's all the markup along the way. These European companies, they're using distributors to get these to the U.S. And so they're marking up for the distributors. These distributors are then getting them into, into bike shops and dealers. So another markup for the bike shop and the dealer. And so all said and done, the minimum price that can be charged for these bikes is just much higher than what I think it needs to be. Whereas, you know, my model is we're going directly from the factory and then we're selling directly to consumer. So far, we're not really involving dealers. You know, we're just selling direct to customer. And so just by eliminating those middlemen, we're able to get that cost way, way down. And really, my ultimate goal is as we grow and as we scale is to get the cost down even further. Right now, our cargo bikes are under $2,000. I would love to see them under $1,500 as we grow. That's a long-term goal. We'll see if we can get there. But I think when a bike is over $3,000, it just becomes very prohibitive. It becomes a huge commitment. That's about as what I spent on my last car, you know? And when you get to the $5,000 range, I mean, certainly in some ways a car is cheaper than buying the bike. And it's hard to justify that, especially in a bike market like the United States, which is still really in its infancy, trying to, to get these expensive bikes out here. It's just a big challenge. And so I'm trying to go, I guess, at a, a price point that allows the market to grow quickly. I want as many families biking as possible. And I think doing that at a more affordable price is going to be the way we get get more people biking. I am fully in support of having it be much more accessible to a wider range of families. But I do want to push back a little bit on the idea that even a $5,000 bike ends up being more expensive than a car. I think that can be true for the initial investment. But over the long term, that bike is going to cost you so much less if you look at the life of the bike over five years and what it costs to maintain a car versus what it's going to cost to maintain the cargo bike. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was only referring to the upfront commitment. But yeah, absolutely. Maintaining a bike is way cheaper than doing a car. And so for anyone thinking about investing in a cargo bike, definitely something to, to keep into consideration. Right. If you're able to make that initial investment, you'll save money. But it's just hard to get to the point where that is feasible for many, if not most people. And especially when people are, maybe they haven't tried biking with their family. I, I think the mental hurdle is, is even greater. Right. Do I want to invest in this thing that I don't even know if I'll enjoy doing? Whereas for me, I had already had years of biking behind me and was already committed to the idea of biking. And so I knew that I was just going to do it. You know, I didn't have any unknowns. So it was an easy decision for me. Right. It feels like a big leap of faith to make that kind of investment when you're not sure if it's the right thing for your family or not. Exactly. And I think that'll change too when there's just more cargo bikes available for people to try that so many people live in places where you can't test ride things. And so you're really just trusting that it's going to be the right thing when it arrives as opposed to feeling really confident that you know it is the right choice unless you're living in a amazing biking city where there are more of those options here in the states yeah unless you're on the west coast yeah i want these to be everywhere you know not just you know not just on the west coast well why don't you take some time to describe the kind of bikes you offer and exactly what they look like sure so right now we have a three-wheel cargo bike it's a Dutch-style cargo bike, which has a wooden cargo box on the front. So if you can imagine one wheel behind the seat that the rider is sitting in, and then two wheels underneath the cargo box in front of you. The box has two benches in it. You could seat up to four kids in there. And so you have kids in front of the handlebars. And right now we have 
both a non-electric and an electric assist version. Okay. Well, can you tell me a little bit about the decision to go with three wheels instead of two and what made you make that choice? Right. Well, it's not an either or. We do plan on offering a two-wheel bike and actually we've got a prototype right now and uh, hope to have a shipment of two-wheelers in this summer. But I started with a three-wheel just because that seemed to be what no one was doing here. There were a couple companies doing the two-wheel. You know, Yuba's got the, the Supermarché that came out mm-hmm. fairly recently. Yes. And so I thought, you know, rather than do more of that, let's just do a three-wheel, which, you know, nobody is really doing here in the States. And so that's why we got started with that. But I do understand the appeal is different for a three-wheel mm-hmm. front loader versus a two-wheel. And I can get into, the, into that a little bit as well. Yeah, I'd love for you to talk about that. Who is the target audience for the bikes that you're creating and making that choice to go with the three wheels, kind of the pros and cons? The pros of a three-wheel cargo bike is that the cargo box is just enormous. It's huge. What other way can you bike with four kids four kids on one bicycle? I mean, it's, it's huge. You can get you know, all your kids, all your thing. You can put a car seat in there with your infant if you wanted to. It's just really the car replacement. Now, the downsides to that is that It's not small, you know, it's not easily transported. If you wanted to put it in your car and drive it on vacation or something, it'd be a challenge to do that. You have to get a trailer or a U-Haul or something. It's not easily transportable. If you have a narrow door, you might not even be able to get inside your house if you wanted to. You kind of have to leave it parked in the garage. So just the size is both a benefit, but also a con. Mm -hmm. Also with the three wheels, handling is a little, it's a little unique. Yes. If you live in a very hilly area, you have to kind of be gentle with how you take your turns, especially if you're going onto an incline. Say, for example, you're on the street and you're turning onto your driveway. You have to kind of come straight on at it or just lower your speed down enough to where you get both of those wheels up that driveway. Mm -hmm. It just handles quite a bit differently than a normal bike. You know, my number one question that people ask when they see it, the picture of the bike, they say, well, how does it turn? It's almost like this mystery. Like, how does this bike work? Is you know, it doesn't handle like a normal bike. It is different. Mm-hmm. I took my wife a few days to kind of get a handle on it, and then she was fine from then on. But it does take some getting used to, for sure. Now, the two-wheel cargo bike, I guess the pros of that are the handling. You can take your turn sharper and faster. It's a little more nimble. The trade-off being you have a smaller cargo box that's narrower. You wouldn't be able to fit four kids very easily in there. And our model is only going to have one bench. So if you were a family with one or two kids... A two-wheel option might be might be a good one. You know, a lot of customers that bought our three-wheel bike have three or four kids. So it definitely appeals to a larger family being able to bike them around. Yeah, I think there's also something to the stability of the bike. So I've had some limited experience, but I have ridden on a three-wheeled bicycle before. And right off the bat, the bike itself feels a bit more stable because you're not having to do the two-wheel balancing which I think can initially make it feel easier in some ways. But as you said, the handling is a lot different than what you're used to on a regular bike. So there's kind of some trade-offs in that. Because I think it can feel a little bit intimidating to get on a two-wheel Bachfit style with the linkage steering that also handles very differently than a regular bike or even a long-tail bike if you're going that route. Yeah, so my experiences are the same. So I think the three-wheel bike can also appeal to someone who maybe is not into biking that much. Yes. Like take my wife, for example. She was never a biker. She dabbled with it for a little bit, but really it's not something that she was that into. But the three-wheel bike, you know, our city is pretty flat. We don't really have any hills here. But yeah, the three-wheel, you can get the kids loaded up. 
you can ride and you don't have to worry about balancing. Like, is this thing going to fall over when we start going? Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen, you know? So in a way, that was very appealing to her and she likes that aspect. Whereas, yeah, the two-wheeler, you got this big load on in front of you and until you get going, it can be <laughs> it can be kind of a challenge. Yes, yes. Just to keep the thing upright until you just get that initial momentum going. And so right now, my wife much prefers riding the three-wheel bike, whereas I think I like riding the two-wheel bike around a little bit more. Yeah, there's definitely trade-offs with every bike. And there's a learning curve with every bike as you get used to how that handles. I've even been switching between the two cargo bikes that we have and just the first ride after I hadn't ridden one of them in a while was like, oh, this is different. The weight's different. The center of gravity is different. And just readjusting to that takes a little bit of time. Right, exactly. So I like to end by asking all of my guests these three different questions and feel free to either talk about your experience biking as a family and what that has looked like or your experience starting your own cargo biking company. What have you found to be the biggest challenges? I guess I'll talk about our challenges getting biking as a family. When you first start biking on a regular basis for transportation, there's little logistics that you have to figure out that become like hurdle you have to get over. When I was biking to work, it was how do I pack my clothes for work and everything I need for the day and my lunch? And how do I do that without getting it wet? All these little things that if you had a car, like you don't have to think about. You just throw it in the car and you drive. Mm-hmm. So you have these challenges. And then when we made the decision to have one car instead of two, then you have these challenges where like, okay, my wife has this training she needs to go to, but I also have this place that I have to take the kids. We have to do this little logistical song and dance trying to figure out how to make it work. Okay, I need the bike rack on the car so that I can go ride over here and pick up the car and have the bike on the back with it. So it just takes some planning ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But the challenges are worth pushing through because once you can kind of get that figured out, it becomes more and more natural to where you don't have to think about it as much anymore. Right. You find your new normal as you get used to that. But you're absolutely right that at first, because you're thinking about it in a whole new way, you're not in your routine anymore. You're not on autopilot. It's all different. Exactly. And, you know, especially because we don't have the background or the frame of reference to make these decisions. You know, most of us did not grow up biking with our family as transportation. Most of us grew up in the back of a car. And so... It's not natural. We have to learn and teach ourselves how to do this before we're able to do it. Absolutely. Yes, it's forging a new path. Yeah. And so hopefully my kids, you know, when they're older, they can already see biking for transportation as an option. Like Mm -hmm. it's not something they have to figure out. It's something they grew up doing. Yes, exactly. And that leads us right into the next question, which is what have you found to be the biggest benefits? The benefits are, are many when biking with your family. First of all, it's just fun. I don't know that I've ever gotten into the car and strapped both kids in the car seat and said, man, this is going to be a fun drive. (laughs) I'm like trying to avoid death, looking over my shoulder. Like there's not really anything I enjoy about driving. Yes, same. (laughs) But when you're on a bike, you've got the wind in your hair, you get the sun shining on you, you get the birds around you, you're pointing things out, laughing with your kids, talking with them. You can, if you have a front loader cargo bike, you can actually look in front of you and see your kids and talk to them. Whereas when they're in the car, you know, they're always behind you. Mm-hmm. It's just a more fun way to, to experience life with your family, to experience it on two wheels. And one of the big benefits for me as the owner of this company is it made it all worth it when I am getting these pictures back on Instagram with other families biking around and a bike that I was able to bring to the market. And it was just a really satisfying feeling knowing that other families are able to bike because of something that I created, something that I did. That's why I'm doing this. 
I want other people to experience what I've experienced with my family. I want that to be a normal thing that people can do. I don't know if you you read uh, Bike Snob NYC. Um, he's kind of a sarcastic bike blogger, but he had a really insightful post on Outside Online about how biking with kids is still seen as like this weird fringe activity. You get unsolicited advice about yes. <laughs> about your choices. You get people like thinking it's awesome. You stand out like a, you might as well be a unicorn walking around. You get a lot of feedback, both really positive and kind of negative as well. And so I look forward to the day, you know, maybe it'll take 20 years, but I look forward to the day where you can bike with your kids and not have it be this unusual thing to where it can just be a normal thing that people are doing. That's kind of what I'm working towards. And I hope I can make a difference in reaching that goal just by growing the company and getting more bikes out there. If we make people aware that there is another option, that there is a choice, that biking doesn't have to be this difficult thing reserved for athletes. Mm-hmm. Normal people can do normal things wearing normal clothes and bike with their kids. This doesn't have to be a weird thing. If I can make that more, more of a reality in our country, then I've, I've done something significant with my life. You're doing for other people what your trip to Europe did for you in terms of opening your eyes to the possibilities of different ways of getting around as a family on bike. Exactly. Well, what advice would you have for a family who just saw a cargo bike and is interested and curious and wondering if it's the right choice for them and thinking about getting started down that path? I guess my first piece of advice would just be to give it a try. If you live in an area that has a a bike shop or a dealer that has a cargo bike, you can try for sure, like rent it and try to see if that's even something that you want to do. But even before making a leap and going for a cargo bike, just seeing, hey, is, is biking as a family something that we can give a try for a month? Can we replace some car trips within a half mile or a mile of our house? Can we try and replace those with a bike? If you make a commitment to at least try, then you work out some of those initial hurdles and those initial logistical problems. And if you like it, then you'll be more apt to try it again. Yes, absolutely. And I've had a few guests on who have, like you said, set a specific time period that they're trying it. And I think that is a a great way to give yourself the chance to work through those hard patches and figure out that new normal that you're not going to give up at the first hurdle, but that you're committed to seeing it through for a set period of time and then reevaluating. I think that helps create a great mental place to come at it from to really give it a try. Exactly. It's, it's like establishing any new habit. The first week is never fun. You have to be more mentally involved. You have to make decisions. You can't go on autopilot. You have to be thinking, but it becomes more enjoyable the longer you stick with it. And so, yeah, if you can put a time period on it, just say, I'm going to stick with this for, for a month, then give yourself the option. Okay, if I hate it, we can just go back to whatever we were doing before, driving the car around. My guess is, though, that few people would just hate it and want to go back. Right. Once you get past the initial hurdles, it's, a, it's just a very enjoyable way to do life. Yes, it's self-reinforcing. Yes. So that's the end of our conversation from back in February, but Aaron and I reconnected last week so that he could share a little bit more about the rebranding of his company. Welcome back to the show, Aaron. Great to be here. So when we last talked a couple months ago, you let me know that you were in the process of rebranding your company. Tell me a little bit about why you decided to do that and what you are switching over to. 
Yeah, so there's a few reasons uh, we wanted to to update the branding. We liked Urban Tribe, but just our impressions from customers and just our impressions after running with it for a year or so is that we thought it came across as a little serious. Hmm. And also Urban Tribe Cargo Bicycles is quite a mouthful. And I found myself (laughs) having to repeat myself quite a bit when saying the name to others. And so we just wanted something that was simple, easy to remember, fun, and still family focused. And so what we ended up on was Bunch Bikes. And what we like about Bunch is that it's still kind of simple and fun. And we like the possibilities for wordplay. There's Mm. multiple uses of the word Bunch. First, there's like Bunch, a group of people or kids, like like the Brady Bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, second, like uh, Bunch could be like the front cargo box is large and could hold a bunch of stuff or a bunch of kids. You know, there's just a lot of fun things that we can do with, with the wordplay there. And as far as the feeling of the website and the branding, we've changed the feeling and the vibe. We've added some illustrated characters to the website and to the branding that we think will make for a fun user customer experience. More lighthearted, more fun type of branding that we're going after. Yeah. I like how you're talking about the feeling that you're getting from it and trying to capture what you're hoping to do with the company into that name and transmitting that kind of emotion through it. Exactly. I mean, we're trying to transmit the emotion of what it's like to ride a cargo bike with your kids. Mm-hmm. It's a fun, unique, different experience. And you know, we're trying to capture that a little bit more. Right. It's a bunch of fun. <laughs> exactly. And since we last talked, you also took a trip to visit the production facility in China. Can you tell me a little bit about what you learned through that experience? The trip was mainly just to inspect the next shipment of bikes. We made some updates to the bikes from our first batch last year, and we wanted to make sure that all the updates and all of our requirements were up to specification, mm-hmm. just so that I could start the next batch confident that they were going to get everything right. And yeah, and we went there, and I was very impressed with the, the quality on everything that we asked them to do. So it was a very productive trip. Wonderful. Can you speak a little bit to the big changes that people will see between the first edition of the bike and the new one? Yeah, sure. So there's not a lot of big changes. It was just a lot of little things kind of in response to customer feedback and just through our own testing. I guess the biggest change is that we changed the frame a little bit. So it's a little hard to describe in words. It'll be easier to show a picture. But our frame before was kind of angular. We've kind of changed it to be more more of a curve, more of a swoop, mainly to make the frame just a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Another change we made is we added storage boxes under the benches inside the cargo box. Mm. So say you were to ride to multiple stores, you know, you could go to store number one, buy your stuff. You could actually open up the bench, put it inside, and you can. it's lockable with a padlock, the latches. And so you could lock your stuff under there and actually use them as storage compartments. Right. Whereas before, we just had a bench just with space underneath. And we found even just riding with our own family that just like a car, the cargo bike compartment can be uh, very cluttered riding with kids, filling up with toys and snack wrappers and whatever else ends up in there. Just having the storage boxes will help keep things neat. Yes. And especially when making the multiple trips. Exactly. One concern with our customers is that they'd go to a store and they're like, what do we do with our stuff? We have to carry our Mm -hmm. bags and stuff inside to this next door so that doesn't get stolen. Right. So I get that. We also updated the the battery on the electric versions. So it'll last a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. which is great. The batteries also have built-in flashing rear LEDs Mm -hmm. and uh, a USB charging port. So you could charge your phone or plug in a USB boombox or speaker or whatever (laughs) you want. And it'll plug right into the bike's battery. So those those are the big changes, I guess. 
And then can you let us know when the two-wheeled version is going to be available? Yeah, so the two-wheeled versions, I think we're going to be able to start a batch in production by the end of this month, which will put us uh, on timeline to deliver in July, maybe August. Great. And then one last question to sort of wrap things up. I would love for you to chat about how you see Bunch Bicycles fitting into the cargo bike landscape here in the U.S. Yeah, sure. So the most developed part of the cargo bike market here in the U.S. is what Yuba and Extra Cycle and Madsen are doing with the long tail or like reloading cargo bikes. And I love what they're doing. They're great bikes, great companies. What we're doing with Bunch Bikes is just offering another option for people who those bikes don't appeal to for whatever reason. It's just another option, another experience for those who you know want to put their kids in front and want to be able to interact with them more while they're riding. I think that's what we're able to offer with our cargo bikes. But in the end, whether it's ours or someone else's, we just want customers to find the cargo bike that's right for them. We just want as many people riding with their kids and riding with their families as possible. Yes. Having more options is never a bad thing because every family situation is so unique and different things are going to work for different people. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, can you let listeners know where they can learn more about Bunch Bicycles and get in contact with you? Sure. You can go to our website, which is www.bunchbike.com. That's Bunch Bike without an S. And there we have a contact page. You can reach out to us there or social media is fine too. All of our social links are on the website as well. Perfect. And I'll be sure to link up to everything in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me again. And congratulations on the rebranding and relaunch of the company. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Head over to the show notes at familypedals.com to find all the ways to connect with Aaron and Bunch Bikes. Next time you'll hear from Jillian Burgess, an avid cyclist, advocate, and leader of critical mass rides in Arlington, Virginia. I hope you'll join me then. <laughs>